This is the Muse and Mary Lee, my podcast where I share personal memories and musings inspired by movies, TV, books, and art in my life. Hello, Mary Lee here. Although most of my life I've been an avid reader, For whatever reason, in my 40s, my passion for reading seemed to have dropped off. I still loved poring over the selections at used bookstores and would even purchase a title, especially if the cover looked appealing. My favorites often being self-help, how-to inspirational books for creatives, and actress biographies. However, once I got my purchases home, sadly, many of those books were hardly ever even opened. And if they were, after only the first chapter or two would be read, they'd be added to a stack on my nightstand or a bookshelf of other unread books, left unappreciated and to simply collect dust. When I turned 50, I made a commitment to start up my old reading habits. I never understood why I'd stopped doing something that gave me so much joy. As I pondered this, I sometimes wondered if the continual process of hunting for a book, hunting through shelves and shelves of books, never knowing what might come to your attention, then buying a book, starting to read it, and then casting it aside was perhaps all a distraction, a way to not have to focus or finish anything, including my scripts and my other creative projects. And it all felt such a shame because I had so many selections waiting there for me that I really wanted to dive into. After my birthday, it was still a matter of months before I wholly embraced this promise to myself. I was so happy when for the first time in years, I finally finished a book, Goldie Hawn's biography, read from beginning to end. Although the book wasn't particularly inspiring to me at the moment, I hoped it was the beginning of reigniting my passion and the joy that I gained from reading books. However, though I was still purchasing new ones, at least new to me, I found myself again starting a book and never getting through to the end. It seemed other distractions would hold my attention in my quiet moments, like checking Facebook or shopping online or watching the top 10 performances by an actor that destroyed a movie on YouTube. Then in 2018, I came across a copy of Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and be your own person. And that is this week's muse. 
I'd heard of the book when it came out, yet never given it too much thought, especially since I rarely purchase books brand new. It had been published in 2015, and now this used copy had found its way to my attention as I stood there perusing the bookshelves at a local Goodwill, a bit hesitant to add yet another to the stack of unread books piling up at home. Looking at the sticker, I noticed it was on sale for $1. Well, for a buck, I decided to give it a shot. Now, at this point in my life, I was, and still am, deeply grieving the recent loss of my dad, Daddy. I was working a fine job, yet somehow I knew it was only temporary. I needed change. I needed to be diligently pursuing my dreams as a director, writer, and actor in the film industry. Now, inside... Thoughts and aspirations were formulating. I knew it was time to make a big move. I had some considerations rolling around in my brain, but I really didn't know where to go. And I really didn't know how. How would I drum up the courage to leave the comfort of living with my sweetheart and the security of a weekly paycheck in a job a few blocks from home, to head into the unknown without a job or a place to live. Perhaps it wasn't instant or immediately. However, in some manner, Shonda's story in Year of Yes had an impact on my decision to go to Hollywood. It helped me find it in myself to take the leap of faith. I even referenced her book in one of my blog posts from Mary Lee's 50. I'll share the link to the article in the description here. So in Year of Yes, countless inspiring tales from her life and quotable lines are throughout the pages. One prominent quote of Shonda's that sticks with me is, if I don't poke my head out of my shell and show people who I am, all anyone will ever think I am is my shell. Now these words remind me of something Oprah says in her Super Soul Conversations. Regardless of our differences, we are all connected by one universal question, one desire. Do you see me? Whether it's on a grand stage a big screen, being regarded among peers in your profession, or as simple as wanting to receive compassion and respect in your own home. Everyone has a need to be seen in one way or another, to be acknowledged they exist and they matter. And as I pondered heading to the West Coast, I realized my intuition was telling me to go. It was time to allow myself to be seen and not only my shell. To be willing to take a chance, be vulnerable, and stick my head out. It wasn't a coincidence that Yervias had come to me at this specific moment in my life and that I'd read it cover to cover. 
it was time. To be immersed in filmmaking and not simply dabbling has always been a dream. I have worked in production, including making some of my own short films over the years. However, I have also allowed insecurities to take charge, and therefore my hopes, my goals, would remain simply dreams. Shonda th shares her thoughts on this type of existence in her incredibly moving graduation speech she gave at Dartmouth, Dartmouth her alma mater, something which she was reluctant to agree to do. She was hesitant to step out of her comfort zone and say yes. She told the students in front of her that day, Dreams are lovely, but they are just dreams. Fleeting, ephemeral, pretty. But dreams do not come true just because you dream them. It's hard work that makes things happen. It's hard work that creates change. Taking this to mind, I thought, well, sure, I could do the hard work anywhere. However, as she also mentions in her book, you cannot do everything alone. You have to be willing to open yourself up to going outside your door and leave the non-judgmental space of your home to allow others in. I had a yearning to be surrounded by other creatives who had similar dreams, dreams I could help them with and hopefully find a tribe to be part of my projects. As I began to share the news I was going to La La Land, most people were encouraging. Many even said, it's about time. <laughs> there were some who expressed concern for a variety of reasons, mainly the cost of living and how tough it is to find work there. When I became the least bit discouraged listening to that manner of thinking, in my head I would say to myself, maybe I'll be lucky and find work something stable, right away, once I'm out there. <laughs> then I would shake my head, take a breath, and remind myself that I knew it was going to be challenging. When I even decided to go there, I knew that. L.A. is a tough yet beautiful place, and the entertainment industry is as difficult. I would journal and meditate in the weeks before leaving, reminding myself this wasn't going to be easy, but it was the direction I was intended to take. Shonda's words filled me with encouragement as I continued to revise my resume and consider my experiences and skills. She says, lucky implies I didn't do anything. Lucky implies something was given to me. Lucky implies that I was handed something I did not earn, that I did not work hard for. Gentle reader, may you never be lucky. I am not lucky. You know what I am? I am smart. I am talented. I take advantage of the opportunities that come my way, and I work really, really hard. Don't call me lucky. Call me a badass. <laughs> Well, all this said, the most powerful section of the book for me was this, 
also taken from her commencement speech. They tell you, follow your dreams, listen to your spirit, change the world, make your mark, find your inner voice and make it sing, embrace failure, dream, dream and dream big. As a matter of fact, dream and don't stop dreaming until your dream comes true. I think that's crap. I think a lot of people dream. And while they are busy dreaming, the really happy people, the really successful people, the really interesting, powerful, engaged people are busy doing. Shonda says, Ditch the dream. Be a doer, not a dreamer. Huh. Be a doer, not a dreamer. Well, since reading Shonda's book, Year of Yes, I have done my best to embody the phrase, do your dream. When I use starting and stopping books as a distraction and not appreciating them instead as a stepping stone on my life's path, when I cower from delving forth and continuing on one of my scripts, stick my head out in my stick my head into my shell out of fear, or feel less than accomplished in any one of my creative endeavors, and begin to wish for some huge stroke of luck to appear and rescue me from the challenges that come with refusing to settle for having dreams not acted upon. I remind myself of all the luck and opportunities that have risen in my life. Some I've taken to heart, some I've let slide. And I remember, it is all about the process, not the destination. So by showing up each day and saying yes to my journey, I am indeed doing my dream. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if today's show has stirred up something meaningful to you, I'd love to hear from you. Till next time, The Muse and Mary Lee.